Hello, welcome to The Fierce Life with me, your host, Conceda Thomas. In today's show, we're going to talk about the truth when it comes to hunger and weight loss. So if you roll your eyes every time you see those ads that promise that you can lose weight without being hungry, or maybe you roll your eyes every time you hear someone say, hey, I've just got to be hungry. It's just a part of the process. Either way, I think no matter which side of the fence you're on, you'll learn something in this episode today. So get out a pen and paper, jam out to the show tunes, and I'll meet you on the other side of the music. Welcome to The Fierce Life, presented by Conceda Thomas. This podcast is designed to give you the food and fitness strategies, tools, and inspiration that you need to create sustainable results without making the process a second job. You will save the mental and emotional energy that's normally drained by this process and instead use that energy to live your most fierce life. Hello and welcome to episode 67 where we're going to be talking about the truth behind hunger and weight loss and whether or not hunger is really a necessary part of the weight loss process or if it's really true that you can lose the weight without ever being hungry. You can probably tell from the sarcasm in my voice that I've got an opinion on this one, no surprise. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So first of all, like many things, the answer is complicated. If we're being real, both sides of the fence or both arguments, if you will, have some nuggets of truth in them, but neither is really completely true. So let's just go right into it, starting with number one. And number one is that completely avoiding hunger. Um, it can it can backfire. Let's just consider it like this, right? If you're completely, completely new to the weight loss game, if one of your struggles is overeating or mindless munching, a very basic starting strategy, we'll call it the 1.0 version of things, may be to avoid getting hungry, right? If you have a tendency to drive through the drive-through, anytime you're driving somewhere, anytime you're out for more than a couple hours without anything to eat, then yes, maybe carrying snacks and little um, protein bars or baggies of carrots or even packing snacks when you travel on a plane, even though it's only a three-hour flight, may be a good strategy. If currently right now, your tendency is to eat junk food whenever it's been a couple hours since you've eaten last. That strategy could be a very good stepping stone to begin the journey of getting your eating under control. However, hunger is not the boogeyman. It's not something that we have to avoid on any level and at all costs forever and forever. Amen. Because doing so can absolutely backfire on us. Here's what I mean. Even if maybe you follow the frequent feeding model where you eat every two to three hours, partly so that you never have a chance to get hungry, or you carry snacks and things like and the examples I've just given, the reason why we have to move beyond that 1.0 strategy when it comes to hunger, if we hope to create lasting weight loss, is because there will be times that it is not possible to use your chosen strategy of avoiding hunger, right? There may be times where you're stuck in a meeting that was supposed to last two hours and it lasts longer and you don't have snacks with you. 
or maybe you're just that diligent that you're never anywhere without snacks, but maybe you drop it or something happens to it and it's no longer, um, it's no longer edible. You forget your lunch at home. And so now all those three, four, five different meals you had planned during the work hour, you don't have them with you anymore. And you have to wait straight from starting work until lunchtime. Things happen. And if our only, our only way, if you will, to manage hunger or to, to, man, to deal with hunger in general is to avoid it at all costs, there will always come a time where that is not possible. And if we have no practice at all with dealing with hunger, then we're doomed. We will still go to those old habits, either eating something that is not beneficial for us in the moment or overeating when we finally do have food available again because we feel like we're starving because we're so used to never experiencing hunger at all. The other thing that I see that's like really, really common, and I used to do this too, and when I first start out with clients, sometimes they do this, but we talk about this, is that people will say, you know, I ate this, whatever it is, right? Um, I know it wasn't the best for me. I know it wasn't, wouldn't really help me reach my goal, but it was the best thing that was available at the time. And there are cases in which that makes sense. And that is, that is the next best thing to do for yourself, right? To, to eat the best choice available. But guys, when we think that we have to avoid hunger at all costs, we ignore the fact that sometimes if there's nothing beneficial available, we can always opt to not eat, right? We don't have to, you know, eat the best thing available. Like we can possibly not eat until something better, something beneficial, truly beneficial that supports our goal is available. And having, keeping the mindset that we must avoid hunger at all costs can set us up to continue to make okay choices. And there's nothing wrong with the okay choice unless it's made over and over and over again and it marches you right away from your results. Hey, it's Conceda. I'm jumping in real quick with a quick interruption. If you had been eyeing the Get It Off, Keep It Off six-week coaching program and you missed that window of opportunity and you have heard people talking about it and now you're kicking yourself and you're wondering, is it too late for me? Can I still get in? We're making an exception. Yes, you can still get in. Go ahead, go to ConcedaThomas.com slash get it off, keep it off, claim your spot in the get it off, keep it off six week coaching program where we will give you the strategies to get it off and help you develop the habits to keep it off. Don't worry, you haven't missed that much. When you get in there, I will catch you up. All right, back to the episode. So the second thing that I want to highlight when it comes to the truth behind hunger and weight loss is that Others of us go to the opposite extreme, right? While some of us will eat anything just to not be hungry because we think that's the best thing, then there are the others of us who will um, just suffer through all types of hunger because we don't have um, the optimal choice available or because we've been convinced that it's just part of the deal, right? Maybe you've started a new diet, a new program, um, a new diet disguised as a lifestyle, and it's really not working for you, meaning your hunger is crazy. Your hunger is out of control. You are hungry all the time, but you're getting results, right? You're dropping weight. Your clothes are looser. You're losing inches, and you erroneously just believe, hey, this is just par for the course. This is just what you have to do. You know, you just have to be hungry sometimes. Well, yeah, 
you do have to be a little hungry sometimes, but being super hungry all the time and ignoring that is no good either. And that is a huge setup for rebound weight gain. And here's why. You know that in order to lose weight, you have to create a caloric deficit. But what many of us don't know or don't remember is that in order to maintain such a caloric deficit and thereby maintain results, we also have to keep our hormones balanced. We have to keep our hormones in check. And I don't mean like your female hormones and things like that. I'm speaking specifically of the hormones that control appetite, fat burning, fat storage. And most of us are not getting blood tests daily, right? So the way that we know our hormones are under control or that they're balanced is by something that Dr. J. Tita calls biofeedback, right? Our body giving us feedback about what, how, how, how well we are balancing our hormones. Some of that biofeedback can include things like sleep, recovery from exercise, um, energy, but hunger is one huge biofeedback cue. And when we believe that hunger is just part of the like just part for the course when it comes to weight loss, we ignore that very critical biofeedback, the hunger that is telling us, hey, girlfriend, what you are doing is sending your hormones out of whack. Like your ghrelin, your ghrelin is going crazy, which is the hormone that controls appetite and hunger, because the way that you're eating and or moving is setting things off balance on a hormonal level. You may think, Concita, why do I care? The reason why you care is because whenever you fight hormones, you lose. They've been around much longer than you. God designed them to help us stay alive, to not starve to death. And at some point, you lose, either because they wear you down and you give in and you eat all the things and rapidly gain weight, or because they're clever and they will just slow your metabolism down such that you are not burning as many calories so that even though you have remained in what used to be a caloric deficit, your, your metabolism has slowed down. And now what used to be a caloric deficit is either caloric like um, homeostasis, so like you're, you're burning and eating the same amount, or a caloric surplus. So you're eating the amount that used to help you lose weight and now you're gaining weight, eating that same amount. Why? Because we disrespected the hormones and they don't like it. And that is what happens when we completely ignore hunger and we allow ourselves to be very hungry for long um, periods of time, so longer durations during a day and then over a long time, like days and weeks and months and things of that nature because we just think it comes along with the weight loss process and it really, really doesn't. Okay. I think I've beat that horse to death. <laughs> so, um, and basically what, make sure I said this, I'll circle back is that when it all comes crashing down, what happens is the rebound weight gain. So that's how we lose and gain and lose and gain that same 20, 30 pounds again and again and again and again. Um, because, you know, when, when it all comes crashing down, we gain the weight back. So the third thing that I want to talk about is just like, okay, Conceda, you told me that, like, I'm going to be hungry sometimes. I should not expect to never, ever feel hunger ever. And at the same time, I can't ignore it and just let it be that way forever. So what's acceptable? Like, what is the middle ground? What should I expect? What's reasonable when it comes to weight loss and when it comes to hunger? Now, um, my friend Joe Coleman says this all the time, and I love it. So I'm just going to say it verbatim instead of trying to find my own way to say it. And she says, like, never starving, never stuffed. Never starving, never stuffed. I think that sums it up really, really well. So again, being really, really hungry for long periods of time, no good. 
never ever feeling a hunger pain ever that's be that's stuffed that's that's not normal so you want to exist somewhere between starving and stuffed what does that look like when you finish a meal you should feel satisfied you should probably feel like you could still eat some more but not hungry anymore okay so that's the first piece of it when it's time to eat again you should feel hungry and literally not like I can eat, I have a taste for something like, no, my belly's growling a little bit. Like I feel my energy kind of slowing down a little bit. Like I'm having, you know, focus is not that I have a, you know, foggy head, but like I'm having a hard time focusing. And if you work in an office or if you work on computers, you know what I mean, where you're kind of like typing the same line again and again and nothing's coming, but not where you're getting lightheaded. Okay, so those are like the physical clues and cues that you're in the right space. So never starving, never stuffed. And that is what you can expect. So if it's quote unquote time to eat again and you don't feel any of that, like you don't feel an emptiness in your belly, you don't feel any type of loss of focus, I submit to you that maybe it's not time to eat. And if you work or if you just have the type of lifestyle where you need to eat at certain times and it's not reasonable to just say, well, wait another hour because lunchtime is over and you need to eat at that time, then I would say maybe you can adjust the meal before that meal, and obviously not that day, but the next day, so that it's a little bit smaller or that the nutrient balance is a little bit different so that when it's time to eat, if you have to eat when it's time to eat, so that you're actually hungry because not being so is kind of the opposite of never, never starving, never stuffed, right? So that said, um, let's move on to uh, the, the fourth thing. Well, actually, this is the fifth thing that I want to talk about, but I'm going to go ahead and bump it up to the fourth because I think it fits better there. Um, and it's about tips to be less, become less reactive to hunger. Because the whole never starving, never stuffed thing only really works if you are accustomed to or well practiced at paying attention to your body, right? And for those of us, I'll be the first to raise my hand, who have dieted for a long time. It may take us a while to actually remember what it feels like to be hungry, right? If we did the whole eating every two to three hour things like I did for a long time, or to remember what it feels like to be satisfied, but not stuffed. If we've just, you know, eaten until we were absolutely full at every meal for years and years, right? So one of the things that I do to become less reactive to hunger, and I call it to recalibrate my hunger. And by all means, you have to consult your physician, you have to do what makes sense for you medically. But I personally fast. And fasting just means abstaining from food or caloric beverages, right? So during a fast, I'll drink water, I'll drink coffee. Um, sometimes I'll drink branched-chain amino acids, but nothing else. And a fast can be as little as like overnight, right? So if you're someone who normally eats up until bed, right until you go to bed and then eats first thing in the morning, then you may be getting, depending on how long you sleep, only six to eight hours your body goes without having food. So you may not really know anymore what it feels like to be hungry. So if, if, if that were you, then a first step in learning to kind of recalibrate your hunger or be less reactive to it may be something like, you know, for a couple days, for a day even, just to see how it feels, maybe seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, I'm going to stop eating. And then I'm not going to eat again until seven or eight the next morning. So instead of only going eight hours without food, I'm going to go 12 hours without food. So something as small as changing from only existing for six hours while you are asleep without food 
to 12 hours could be huge because now you actually get to practice. First of all, feeling what it feels like to go more than three or four hours without food, going through the physical symptoms of what it feels like to be hungry and remembering what that feels like so that when, you know, maybe you've gone three, three and a half hours without food and you're tempted to tell yourself you're starving, you can quickly say, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Because when I, you know, I don't even feel how I felt when I was slightly hungry when I went for 12 hours without food. So fasting is something that I definitely use to recalibrate my hunger. I don't do it on any particular regular schedule, but just when I notice that I'm becoming what AJ likes to call snacky, AJ's my son, like, you know, every couple hours I'm looking for something, I'll do a fast. Sometimes I'll do a 12-hour fast, 16-hour fast. I've done a 24-hour fast before. Um, it, it's really all up to you and what makes sense for you medically. But that is one of my best tips for getting in touch with your body and doing what I call recalibrating hunger so that you can be less reactive to it. Because what I've learned is if I decide, okay, I'm not eating between these hours and it's a firm commitment then I, I may feel the hunger, but I ignore it because I've already decided that I'm not eating um, between these hours. And this is not the same as what we talked about earlier, ignoring hunger for a long, long time, but it just teaches me both physically and psychological, immense, psychologically and mentally that I don't have to go running for the fridge at the first sign of not being full. I don't have to eat the fried chicken because there was nothing that was the best thing available if I'm going home in an hour and a half and I could just wait to have a better choice when I go home. So that's my, like, I feel a really great tip for um, becoming less reactive to hunger. Not so, and again, not so that I can starve myself, but so that I could stop convincing myself that I'm starving and justifying less than beneficial food choices solely based on the fact that I haven't eaten in three hours or four hours. And then the last tip that I want to leave you with is um, tips to manage hunger. And this is one of the first things that I do with my clients. Um, for those of you who are currently doing the Get It Off, Keep It Off um, program, we are in phase one, which is the revitalized phase, which although that is the phase that helps you reduce water retention, it helps you get rid of bloating, it's also the phase that also um, helps you do the first couple of steps of managing hunger effectively, and that is getting enough water and enough fiber. Sometimes we're hungry not because we're not getting enough calories, but because we're not getting enough of the right nutrients to keep us full. I don't know about you, but I have before eaten meals that were loaded with calories. I mean, loaded with calories and didn't really feel satisfied, right? Maybe I just didn't eat much more for a couple hours because I realized just intellectually that it was a really high calorie meal, but physically I did not feel full. And one of the easiest ways to get control of runaway hunger or to help if you find that you're one of those people that like two hours after you eat, you're already hungry again, which is really, really fast, is to make sure that you're getting enough fiber and water and when I say fiber, I don't mean cereal and oatmeal. I'm talking about green veg veggies, fibrous veggies, things like cauliflower, cabbage, things, veggies that are high in fiber will help keep you fuller longer. So <laughs> I think that was a lot. That probably could have been three different podcasts because I already gave you the scoop about the, the relationship between hunger and weight loss and the tips on the back end could have probably been separate podcasts and I may go into those 
in more detail as their own podcast in the future. If you guys tell me you want to learn more about that, so you can always feel free to leave me feedback about the podcast episodes and ask me more questions about them over in our free support group. You get access to that group by going to concedathomas.com slash become a fierce friend. Drop your name and email address. You'll be a fierce friend. You'll be admitted to the group and you can ask away and continue the conversation after the podcast. We always um, say around here that after you learn something, you need to do something. So your fierce follow through, should you choose to accept, is to figure out where you are on this hunger and weight loss spectrum. Are you someone who is actively avoiding being hungry ever and maybe need to loosen your grip there? Are you someone who will suffer through all types of hunger and, um, and maybe setting yourself up for rebound weight gain? Or are you someone who, who is pretty much living in the middle, never starving, never stuffed, and you're doing fine? Figure out which one you are and let us know over in the Fierce Friends Facebook group, okay? That's where our support group is. That's where all the, the chatter and the talking and the communing after the episode happens. You already know how you can get access to that group. So if you have enjoyed this podcast episode, maybe you want to reference the show notes, head over to conceitathomas.com slash EP67, that's F67 for the show notes. If it was good to you, share it out with a friend. Don't be stingy. Be a fierce friend and share. You can share this out on social media or you can text the link to someone. And then finally, on whichever podcast platform you are listening to this message, don't forget to subscribe so that you'll be notified when the next episode goes live. That's all I have for you. Until next time, fierce friend, stay fierce. You're ready to master your motivation, keep your head in the game, and get the results that you deserve. And I have just the thing to help you boost your mood and wrap yourself in motivation every single day. Visit the Conceda Thomas Apparel Shop today to get your motivational tanks, tees, and mugs. Be sure to use the promo code FIERCEFRIEND for a discount on your first order of $25 or more. You can visit the shop at ConcedaThomas.com slash apparel. Are you sick and tired of starting over when it comes to your healthy eating? Have all your failed attempts got you wondering why you can't seem to stick to anything long enough to get results and definitely not to keep results? Listen, it's not you. It's the diet. Giving up your favorite dishes just to lose weight doesn't last. And force feeding yourself food that isn't even culturally familiar just because some guru said it would help you get results is a setup for failure. When you are ready to get real results eating the foods that you already love, it's time to schedule your eating audit. Let me help you discover the tiny tweaks you need to make to get results from the foods you already eat every day. No more diets, no more falling off the wagon, just real lasting results with food you're actually going to be happy to eat after you reach your goal. Schedule your eating audit today at conceitathomas.com slash audit. Hurry up, our introductory promo rate won't last forever, so schedule your audit now. If you've been wishing for fitness wear that was so comfortable that you would never want to take it off, yet fashionable enough to actually wear out for a night on the town, then you've got to check out my friends and sponsor Blessed Bodywear. Guys, they've got the goods. Once you try their squat pants, no other pants will do. I promise you, they're my absolute favorite. Visit blessedbodywear.com today and use promo code NOFUSS, N-O-F-U-S-S, to save on your order. 